0: I think we're recording. Excellent. Yes, we are. <laughs> welcome to First Impressions, the podcast. Where we talk about our love for Jane Austen and give a big middle finger to all the haters. Welcome to this mini pod. We are delighted to welcome back Rose. You may know her as Sarah Rose Kearns. We previously had her as a guest to talk about her adaptation of Persuasion uh, to the stage. And we're delighted to have you back again. Welcome, Rose. Thank you. Thank you so much for having
1: me on. It's great to be here.
0: Hi, Rose. <laughs> Hi. Hi, Maggie. We're um, we're being a little informal because we have an important piece of news to broadcast to everyone. And as you may know, if you're a frequent listener, I routinely sit on these things for a month or more before I get around to editing and posting them because life gets in the way. So we're here to do a mini pod and to let Rose share some exciting news thank you um, well i just uh i i did want to talk
1: a little bit about the this online event that i'm planning for the weekend of august 13 and 14 2022 which we're calling open to persuasion a mini conference on jane austen's last completed novel um i'm putting together it's it's still uh it's it's all coming together very last minute but um we've put together we've got some panels um that i think will be quite interesting uh, we're doing a panel on adaptations, actually, of uh, from the point of view of artists who've adapted Persuasion into different mediums, media. Um, so I am the only person who's dramatized it. It's two other people who've written novels inspired by Persuasion and a choreographer who is doing a ballet inspired Ooh. by all of uh, Jane Austen's heroines, as well as Jane herself. His name is David Fernandez. He's a member of Jasna New York here. Uh, So he's going to be talking about the Anne Elliott section of his ballet. And the other uh, writers are Noreen Muggies and uh, Damian Scott, who both are novelists.
0: I love this. And
1: it will be moderated by Janet Saidi of the uh, Austin Connection
0: podcast and newsletter, uh, who is so wonderful. I've spoken to her a couple of times, too. This sounds awesome. So this is a pan, just one of the panels of the multiple events you'll be.
1: Yes, having? That's right, that's right. Um, uh, that will be at uh, it's that's scheduled for five o'clock Eastern, five p.m. Eastern on Saturday, August thirteenth, and then immediately after that, we're going to have two scholars talking about character development and psychology in persuasion. Oh my gosh, uh, Wendy Jones, who's the author of Jane on the Brain. This fantastic uh, book about Jane Austen and neuroscience. She uh, in the in the book she she's a, she's a fellow Anne Elliott stan, and uh, so she talks a lot about the characters in Persuasion, in particular about how great Anne is and like all the personality disorders that everyone else has. <laughs> <laughs> um, and she also has a, a, a column for Psychology Today for their website, where she's written several times about characters in Persuasion and um, the power of narrative therapy. And and the the way that sort of Anne helps Captain Bennic revise his own story and revises hers over the course of the novel, um, it's really interesting perspective. I find her work so fascinating. And then the other uh, scholar on that panel is uh, Jocelyn Harris, who wrote the book on persuasion. It's called A Revolution Almost Beyond Expression. I think mm. it came out in the eighties. It's sort of a the definitive in my book the definitive standalone work of criticism on persuasion specifically um i think it's out of print i l- was very lucky in that i found a used copy at the strand bookstore while i was <gasps> working on the first draft of my novel because i i'm sorry my my stage adaptation rather um, because I'd, I, you know, I'd, I'd heard it mentioned and I was, and then I looked it up and it was like $300. And then I found it at the strand for 20 bucks. And then I read it and I was enchanted. And I thought, gosh, I really want to hear this person speak. Who is this Jocelyn Harris? And I looked her up. And uh, she lives in New Zealand and I thought, oh, I'll never, I'll never get to talk to her. And then I found out that she comes to the U.S. all the time for conferences and I met her like three months later. And uh, she actually <laughs> read a scene with me from my play. As <gasps> That's uh, so exciting. What amazing kismet. Yeah. Yeah, she was, we we met at the Jane Austen Summer Program in North Carolina in 2017, where I, I did a panel about, uh, with another playwright who'd adapted Persuasion and Jocelyn, who I was told. So like starstruck over, mm-hmm. um, came up to me and was and said, "You know, I, I, I understand that you'll be reading some scenes from your from your work. Do you need any volunteer performers?" And I said, um, "Okay." And she said, "Let me go get my bonnet." And, and
0: then you said, like, "Oh, oh. Um, yeah, yeah, I could
1: <laughs> definitely, uh, if you don't mind, that'd be great." <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> Um, so anyway she's uh she and Wendy are both really lovely and that that panel will be moderated by Tabricia Jones who um who recently moderated the event that I did last month with Devaney loser and Kate Hamill uh, a lovely librarian and book blogger um, whom you can find on Twitter at cup of tea Jones and we've got some other things that are in the works still uh finalizing some of the schedule details and whatnot but um, this event is a fundraiser for a theater company that I recently created, which is producing my stage adaptation of Persuasion as a two-week workshop in Warwick, New York, just about an hour northwest of Manhattan at the end of this month. So I would love it if your <laughs> listeners, if you're interested in spending a weekend alongside your computer talking about Persuasion or li- and listening to things about Persuasion if you'd make a donation to my theater company in any amount and then you'll automatically be registered for the conference.
0: So how do we find uh the link or the
1: information to register and make a donation and help you out? Thank you. Um well so the theater company is called the Holy Theater. It's um that's a reference to an essay by Peter Brook who just died. It's a chapter from his his 1968 book The Empty Space where he talks about different sort of modalities of theater and what what theater can do and one of one of his chapters is called the holy theater and talk and um sort of uh, he he talks about the sort of sense of transcendence and you know bringing in something beyond material reality that his sense of good theater can evoke so anyway, I I chose that as the title because it was meaningful to me, but in retrospect, I feel like I do a lot of explaining so that people won't think it's an actual religious institution. But anyway, the the website is theholytheater.org. It's spelled R E, but if you spell it E R, it will redirect. And the the info about the weekend conference on persuasion specifically, you can go to theholytheater.betterworld.org, which is the page we've set up for registration.
0: Awesome! I'm literally going to it right now. <laughs> oh, thank, you. <laughs> thank you. I like so that it's much. theater within re. Yes, because it's. Theater. It's not theater. It's like. really, it, it, it seems to be about 50-50 split in the U.S. right
1: now. And it's always, I mean, it's always a thing. Like you have to, if you're, if you're sending, um, I don't know, if you're sending a mass mailing to different theaters, like you always have to double and triple check that thing.
0: It's a yeah. Check I love it. So Rose, I have a quick question for you, if I may. Uh, Persuasion is having a real moment right now. And I was just, you tend, I think of you as an expert. So what is it that you think about persuasion that is all of a sudden just kind of like catching everyone's imagination? I mean, we obviously got a big deal adaptation of it um, and there was going to be a second one that got canceled, but what is it about persuasion?
1: Um, well I mean uh, uh there've been some good think pieces written about this I th- I think that uh at this moment as we have all been through and are still going through the global crisis of the pandemic uh we can relate in a certain way to the sense of uh the sense of isolation and mm. um uh, stillness that Austin creates in that novel. Um, obviously it's uh, it's a post-war novel, right? So the uh, the there's a sense of people coming back together after being separated, not just the two central characters but communities of people uh, sort of reintegrating. And I, I you know I think that that's that resonates with uh, a lot of people now more than it did two years ago. It's also just it's a beautiful novel.
0: I feel the same way. But it's just there's just just reading it is just it's like immersive, and uh, you just are. It's the it's a maturity about it. I think it is that's um, beautiful. But I,
1: and also, I think that's one of the things that we'll approach in uh, in the conference. It'll be interesting to hear a variety of different perspectives on on that.
0: I will say. Those of you who follow me on Twitter, which probably is not very many people in our listening audience. It's everyone, uh, Kristen. Everyone. Your Twitter's on fire. (laughs) I did mention on Twitter 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 that that I really, (laughs) it's very clubby, but it's also very welcoming if anyone wants to dive in. I, I did mention that I actually really loved the new Netflix 2020 Persuasion, which is Controversial, and we don't have to get too much into mm-hmm. it. But it's because because it is does not have the slow build. Mm. It does not have the same agonizing sadness. You know, I don't know that I was ready to sit and watch an Anne Elliot who was going to have to go through it alone. Interesting, because Anne Elliot does not have a confidant in the book until Mrs. Smith, and even then, she's sort of an imperfect. A uh, friend, and yeah. yeah. as far as her actual support yeah. of Anne, and when we can be that confident and not—I didn't feel like Anne was so alone because she had me. I did not want that isolation and that sadness, and so that's why it—it—it it, it, it healed something in me in a way. Oh, it changed my relationship to persuasion, yeah. um, because I just—I just feel so much pain. Maybe I'm just too tenderhearted to enjoy. Mm persuasion. Then, hmm. <laughs> Yeah. Yeah. Did I, as I said to you online, mm-hmm. go ahead. Oh, no, go ahead. I was, as I said to you online, you know, I was doing one of these things where I just bash Wentworth because occasionally <laughs> I just have to get it out of my system. And then, you know, you and I had a, had an exchange rose and I said, I had a revelation. I said, I just can't handle the idea of being unforgiven for 8 years mm. the oh. idea of of mm. seeking forgiveness for something for 8 years mm-hmm. yeah i say like one that's stupid thing what... and then beat myself up for I forever I, <laughs> 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 I can't imagine breaking someone's heart
1: <laughs> yeah that's that's interesting i i mean i i guess my my hot take on the on persuasion which obviously i as somebody who's obsessed with the book, I wasn't the target audience. Um, but <laughs> it's that it, that it 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 needed more of an arc. That it it was too much the same from beginning to end. Mm. Uh, by eliminating the sort of barriers that Anne has uh, has up in various ways, early in the story there was kind of nowhere for it to go. That was that was my take. But I also don't know how I would feel about it if I was coming to it completely as a novice.
0: I think that's a good point. Yeah, I think that's a great point, and I think perhaps that's the exact same take I had, just from a different perspective of someone who didn't necessarily need that. Uh-huh. Uh, it's it's the Seinfeld of persuasion adaptations. <laughs> there's no hugging. There's no learning. <laughs> <laughs> of course, I, I kid, uh-huh. but that's what it made me think of. Is this like the, the we're just gonna hang out and have fun sort of version? Mm-hmm. Mm -hmm. Well, somewhere there are some 14 year olds that are obsessively watching that movie and it's going to get them started (laughs) reading Austin. Right. And that's what we want. Exactly. Exactly. Well, it's so great. Rose, it was so great to have you. And thanks for letting me get into Persuasion 2022 a little bit. (laughs) Yeah. um, Yeah. (laughs) Sorry. Sorry to take us off track. I was like, yeah. No, no. It's, it's actually it's interesting. It's
1: interesting to hear you to hear you give that defense of it. Actually, it's interesting to me. So I
0: think it's great that we have it. so like if you want to come on again at some point for a full length, we could talk about it because we have three different perspectives. Kristen like loved it. Mm-hmm. I thought it was just okay, but fun. And mm-hmm. like you were not into it at all. So we kind of have like three yeah. diff totally different viewpoints.
1: Indeed. Um, uh, yeah, I, 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 I can share, I can share about that. I feel a little churlish bashing another
0: persuasion adaptation. No, you're just, um, I mean, you're just coming at it from your own perspective as someone yeah. who herself is also adapting it. Yeah. I think your perspective would be fascinating, but I totally understand that hesitation. Um, I mean, I'll shit but, all over it too. Don't feel bad. Uh, you yeah, won't be. Yeah.
1: <laughs> or well, we okay. Just can I, museum. can I just, I, I'm actually cur- genu- curious to hear Kristen's response to this since you liked it. Um, so my sense is it's been compared to Fleabag, right? Fleabag is awesome. I adore Fleabag. But so Fleabag is about a woman who is profoundly traumatized and she has some addiction issues and she's sort of struggling to get over them. And in the end, she 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 concludes being... Single, moving towards healing, Uh, you you know, moving towards forgiving herself. But it it kind of bothered me that persuasion. This persuasion portrays a similar type of character, but it just sort of treats her her lack of self esteem and her possible alcohol addiction as being cute and quirky and things that can be solved by getting a man.
0: Mm. I didn't think about it in terms of like substance abuse. That's interesting. I just thought she was like the fun aunt, <laughs> the fun aunt.
1: Well, I mean, there's a, that part where she's like hiding the the bottle behind her and yeah. she's going to go up the stairs and spend the night drinking alone
0: in her room. Yeah, but who hasn't done in that? In real life, that's a, a <laughs> bit of a red flag. Yeah, no, you're right. You're right. That's a fair point, but a completely fair and valid point. I I, I haven't seen Fleabag and, and so I am missing some important cultural context oh, okay. for this okay, film. Okay. Although I do know it has a hot priest. Um, <laughs> um it does. I haven't seen it either, but I, that's okay. <laughs> I oh, now okay. it's well, in the to be
1: watched. And I retract my fleet bag comment. Um, uh, oh, but I mean, you're yeah. not the only person to make that comparison still, for sure. I
0: think I can still address and respond to that because you have the mm-hmm. larger point stands. I, I saw Anne a little bit come into her own in the second half of the movie, Through that conversation with Lady Russell, where Lady Russell talks about how she's self-actualized and also sexually active in Europe, (laughs) Um, which was quite a a quirky thing to include. And then her gaining confidence, if not romantic confidence, with Mr. Elliot in sort of a verbal volley. Mm -hmm. I think that Mr. Elliot sort of gave her a little bit of her sense of worth back just because of of noticing her, because of of the wordplay, because of sort of just um, valuing her as no one in her life seems to do, right? And, and I mean remember, that's in the book too, right?
1: Yeah, yeah. It,
0: and 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 Wentworth notices that in the yeah. book. That moment when yeah. when Wentworth when, when uh, Mister Elliot sees Anne and she's got this rosy flush from the wind. That's the I think that's an important turning point in the book for. Mm-hmm. Wentworth emotionally, and I love that it's such a little moment. But as the reader, we understand the import of it very, very well. All of a sudden, Anne has value again in the social interactions where before she was pushed into the corner. And I, I felt that happening in the adaptation. But it could have just been my knowledge that that happens in the book, mm-hmm. overlaying mm-hmm. onto mm-hmm. this adaptation. That's what I would say about that. Mm-hmm.
1: Mm-hmm. <laughs> I, I appreciate that thank you yeah, yeah I'm, 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 thinking, I'm
0: i'm pondering <laughs> feel free to ponder and and counterpoint <laughs> <laughs> well i really
1: um i i do appreciate you doing this it's it's so nice of you to have me back on
0: yeah, I want to get the news out about the event. I want everyone to know and have that chance to register. It sound the way that you've described the panel and the dis- discussion of the scholars sounds absolutely fascinating. A uh, side note, Maggie and I saw Jocelyn Harris at JASNA 2019 in Williamsburg. Oh, she mm-hmm. absolute delight. Mm-hmm. And she's lovely. She's lovely and she believes the rice portrait is real. Oh, I didn't, I didn't know, know that. Can you oh, believe wow. that shit? No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> Fun fact. <Yeah. laughs> well, I put the conference on my calendar. Wonderful, uh, so you. I can attend. So, uh, Rose, do you mind sharing the
1: URL again for the listeners to register? Uh, not, not a bit. Actually, could I go back and insert um, one one other conference panel? Oh, please so on uh on Sunday morning at 10 o'clock in eastern U.S time we have planned um a session that we're calling ask me anything about persuasion and it'll be a it'll be an open Q a uh with David Shepard, who did the annotated um Jane Austen editions for anchor press which have been in print for like 10 years um they're very Distinctive looking, sort of thick paperbacks, um, really beautifully researched. Um, and uh, Lini Yasutake, who is a dear friend of mine, and uh, is working with me on this production of my play, Persuasion, as the dramaturg. So they're going to be able to get in the weeds with the audience, I hope, and uh, answer any questions that people might have, or things that random things in the book that people might want to talk about. So the uh, the URL is um theholytheater.betterworld.org uh that's where you can find the conference info and you can also go to my website which is theholytheater.org thank
0: you so much rose for coming on and for sharing this news and i will get this out and we will get the news spread and hope to see you guys all at uh this uh upcoming event We have, we have delighted everyone long enough. Yes, we have. (laughs) Goodbye. Bye everyone. Thank you, Rose. (laughs)
1: Bye. Bye.
0: Bye.